Hello, everyone. This is your host, Drew Jones. Welcome to episode six of Running the 615 podcast. Today's guest is Margaret Jones. I mentioned in this episode way too many times that we share the same last name. And the funny thing is, is that's actually not even true anymore. Margaret recently got married and her new last name is now Margaret Drews. Yes, you heard that right. We used to have the same last name. Now her new last name is my first name. Talk about two people who were destined to become friends. Margaret and I have run a lot together over the years. She started off her running career in 2007, and like me, it was the country music half marathon that turned her into a runner for life. Margaret was born and raised in Nashville, and aside from going to college in Florida, she has lived here her entire life. We talk a lot about Margaret's running career in this episode, particularly the last three years where she has really upped her game, if you will. We talk about things like strength training. We talk about how it's important to run slower on your training runs, and we talk about the mental side of running. If you want to become a better runner, this is definitely the episode for you. Margaret is living proof that you can get faster as you get older. She has run 29 half marathons. She has run seven full marathons. And as you will hear, Margaret is a really good runner. Margaret and I have been friends a long time. She is super fun. She has a great laugh. And you will hear plenty of that in this episode. Thank you very much for listening to Running the 615 podcast, everybody. Up next, here she comes, Margaret Jones. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm sitting across from one of my favorites on the planet Earth, Margaret Jones. Margaret, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Drew. This is such an honor. I'm really excited. Well, long ago, Margaret, when we were running together in 2009, 2010, we've run a ton of miles together. I think maybe this was always in the cards for us, but we've just <laughs> shared a lot of fun memories. And and again, I think I've run more with you than any other female in my life. If I had to think about it over the past 10 years, I'll let you decide if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Maybe because we have the same last name, maybe because for a brief time in history, we were the same runner, same pace. We'll get to the fact that you have left me a thousand miles in the rearview mirror, but uh, we've run a lot together. You're really just such a, a great person to know, and I've been looking forward to interviewing you. So thanks, first of all, for being on Running the 615. Thank you. Are you ready to talk about you? I guess. That's what what we're going to do. We're going to dive into all things Margaret, if that's all right. So I want to talk about running. Of course, that's a huge topic here. When did you start running? And what is it about the sport that kind of piqued your interest? And then, you know, just kind of tell me your story about when running began. All right. So I was never one that ran in high school or college. I always ran as a form of exercise, but usually that was like one mile, maybe three miles. And then when I moved back to Nashville after college, my really good friend uh, from high school talked me into running the country music half marathon. This was in 2007. I thought she was completely insane. I could not fathom running 13.1 miles, but something about that piqued my interest. And I said, let's do it. Let's give it a try. And so... We trained for it, I think, using, you know, good old Hal Higdon online program. Yeah. (laughs) And we got to that starting line and 
I will never forget feeling more intimidated in my life. It was when country music started at Centennial Park. And so I just remember standing there and looking at the sea of people and just looking straight down West End and going, oh my gosh, am I even going to make it? I mean, for real, I think a part of me thought I might die. (laughs) For some reason, I think the memory of the race then is more vivid to me than how it is now. I mean, it starts further down Broadway, closer to Bridgestone Arena, but back when it first started, that first, I I guess, like five to seven years when it was on, like right in front of Centennial Park, like you could look in front of you and you could look behind you. And it was just like, you're like you said, like you're just in the middle of 30,000 people. Yeah, it was just so so surreal and I had never run down the middle of a main busy road and so that part was really cool and we did it we crossed that finish line and no joke I turned to her and I said that was awesome when's the next one and she looks at me and she goes I'm done uh, <laughs> done running <laughs> well we I've art man that's so funny you say that because it's it literally it seems like that's the way it goes we yeah. uh, Scott Bell and I talked a little bit about this people run a longer distance race and they're either like yep loved it next one or they're like nope love did not love it <laughs> glad I did it once done yeah. yeah you were the first for sure you were on the loved it want to do it again yeah so I was hooked and so I started picking up 5ks and I would do a half like once or twice a year and sometime in those early years between 07 08 it must have been that early I discovered good old fleet feet and Learned about speed sessions, was so intimidated as pretty much all new speed session folks are, which they shouldn't be because it's the best. And that's where I started getting my foundation of learning how to run, how to pace, to not run every run the same pace. And then I'll never forget one day, good old Ryan Snellen looked at the shoes I was wearing. They were New Balance 990s, the great ones that everyone wore because they look cool. (laughs) He said, do you always run in those shoes? I said, yeah, I've run two half marathons in them. You know, they probably had two years of running worth miles on them at that point. He was like, oh, no, no, those are not running shoes. Go into Fleet Feet. He also happened to tell me about uh, racing flats. So I go into Fleet Feet wearing a dress. And <laughs> Who did you meet that day? Good old Drew Jones. Yes. The stars were aligned. See, I sit down and I tell you, I'd like a pair of training shoes and racing flats. And you looked at me like, okay. This, I was like, you're in it for real? And I, uh, because of the level of service that I provided, Margaret, I said, okay, we'll get you a good running shoe. We'll get you a racing flat. And I'm going to run with you for the next decade. <laughs> Is that okay? Oh my God. That's so so we got you though we got you those red racing flats, right? And you those were you wore those for several years. So backtrack just a second. Before you had run Country Music Half, had you ever run a five K, ten K, ever run like a race with a bib? Yes, I had run a five K at least. But probably not too many. I remember in high school, I ran one. Right. So the country music half in 2007, that was was like the first kind of like big race that you would run. And you definitely give that race like the that's the one that got that got it started. For sure. So then you start taking speed sessions. I started with Fleet Feet in 2008. Uh, I started helping Mark Miller coach speed sessions that summer. So was it then already? Did you take were you taking speed sessions 2008 or was it maybe 2008? 2009. 
Maybe 2008. When did East Nasty start? It 2008. Was, okay, 2008. it was because wow, yeah. that's how I found out about East Nasty was Mark Miller telling me at speed sessions because right. I only knew you and him at East Nasty when I first went. Right. And how many were East Nasty when you first started coming? Maybe like 15? Yeah, if that. Yeah. yeah. Man. I know. Crazy. <laughs> at one point in time, I knew all that. Like I knew all those answers and now I'm just reliving, reliving it again. I know. So what do you, like if you can think back then, what was it about running that just kind of kept you, you know, what is it about it that made it stick for you? I think at that point it was that it was so new and there was so much to learn that I never realized. And also I was in that new runner phase where you, you start adding in things like speed and suddenly you start to really see improvement quickly. And so I think that was part of it was I was improving and having fun. I was making new friends. I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed it and had just that new runner yeah. Fun high going. Well, that, on. man, that was a, that was, you pick, that's a great time to be getting involved in running. I mean, if you just look at that time frame that you're talking about, I mean, 2007, you know, Country Music Half Marathon, 2008 East Nasty started. Uh, Mark had been teaching speed sessions probably for a year by the time I got there, but it seemed like he really it just started, you know, having more people come out there. Talk a little bit about speed sessions for people who don't know what that is. So it's it's kind of like, you know, an organized adult track team, if you will, but it's more like you doing personal workouts. What do you remember from that? What do you feel like is, you know, kind of been the gains that you've had from doing track workouts? Sure. Well, I remember, I mean, I showed up having never really run on a track. I didn't even know what a 400 was. And so what is a 400? One lap. One lap. <laughs> one lap around the track. It sounds like so much more when one you say 400. One lap on the track. Yeah. Okay. I know. And so, man, I learned so much. I learned that you actually need to properly warm up, that there's some drills to do, that you can run really hard and not die. <laughs> yeah. I really learned the importance of pacing, but also how to push myself. I remember Mark Miller saying, you know, that pain is really very mental, that your body, your brain is just sending you signals saying, stop, 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 but you can keep going. And that's something that has really stayed with me as I've tried to push the limits more and more, just trying to recognize, is this just my brain telling me to stop or am I, you know, do I really need to slow down? Right, <laughs> Man, I think probably 90% of the people we know and run with have some kind of Mark Miller nuggets in their oh, head it's floating stuck. around. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because I've always found that to be a fascinating part about running. And I do feel like you get to experience it in short doses by doing track workouts, AKA speed training, where you feel like you're at like your peak, like you can't possibly run any further. I can't possibly run any faster. And then you've come to realize that not only do you have an extra gear, you have another gear on top of that. And there is more like talk about some memories that you've experienced with just discovering more gears. Well, one that, that just came to me in speed sessions is I remember I was, there was 200 meters to go of something we were doing. And I was dying and a guy friend of mine comes up on my shoulder to pass me. And David Kanyas might maybe? It, maybe it was back in Sounds the day. Like when he and I could, it Sounds like a Kanyas move. Yeah, All right, and, I, and that's when a little competitive uh, switch and we flipped and I thought, uh-uh, I'm not going to let him pass me. And I found a new gear and that was a big moment knowing that even when you feel tired and you think you're done, things like that can happen that unleash another 
gear inside of you that you didn't realize you had. And I've had that happen in my running career, I guess if you could say, a number of, of times. And it always surprises me, whether it's in a race or speed sessions or just on a run when you're feeling kind of crappy, but then something kind of takes your mind off of it and suddenly you feel good or yeah, you're something competitive triggers it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely have a running career market. We're, we're, we're going to talk more <laughs> about that, but you've been going 12 years strong now. What do you feel like are some things about running that have kept you like striving for more, whether it's wanting to run longer races or wanting to run faster? Like what component about running has kind of created that drive? I think I'm the type of person that doesn't like to be bored. And so I think in running, once I find a new way to make it more challenging, that's when it becomes more interesting again to me. And running, gosh, it's amazing how complex it can be. Sure. (laughs) And so I think that's been part of it. I've always enjoyed running for exercise and just kind of to you know, let my mind wander and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think that pursuing the the times and the different distances has been more an intrigue of trying to learn that distance and learn how and if I can push the limits time-wise. Yeah. No, well, you've done that. We're going to go there in a second here. This is a question that I thought of. Is there anything that has surprised you about running? I mean, I think everybody has a different way that running comes in their life. Your story and mine is actually very, very similar. Mine was just a couple years in front of you, but it was absolutely the Country Music Half Marathon that you know, I had run a little bit, but I, you know, that race kind of started at a good time when I had been running and I finished that race and I got that medal and I was like, man, like it just like this, this feeling of like, I just did something pretty spectacular, whatever. And, <laughs> and I just wanted to do more of it. And that was the one, but since you have kind of gone on to do bigger and better things, not only in distances and in speed, has there been any surprises along the way that you've discovered in your running career? Yeah, I think I've been surprised, especially these past few years, at how little I actually know about running and how much more there is to it. And that's just made it all the more fun. I, you know, for most years early on, I would run pretty inconsistently. I'd say I enjoyed things like long runs and speed sh- sessions and racing, but. I didn't always enjoy just kind of the regular easy runs where you let your body kind of heal and recover. And I certainly didn't appreciate them. So I tended to get injured a lot back in the day, even though my mileage was really low. But I think it was just because I had too much intensity (laughs) going on. And so I think one thing that's really surprised me is nowadays my mileage is probably three times what it was in those early days. And I've been knock on wood injury free. Have you slowed down some of your runs? Oh, yes. Yeah. That is huge. You're running more than maybe you ever have 12 years into your career, Mm -hmm. but you're running slower on more of your runs. Correct. Yes. Much slower. Much slower. That is great segue, Margaret, into where I was going next. Over the past three years in your running careers, most runners I know, actually, certainly myself, have gotten slower as they get older. I I literally, I love telling people this, but it's accurate. I literally get slower by the run. So... (laughs) 
in December, I'm going to be a slower runner than I am right now. I mean, you, Margaret, I mean, really, I'm not saying this because you're sitting in front of me. It's the truth. You are like Benjamin Button. Like you are getting faster, you're getting stronger, and you're getting younger. You look, you look so much younger right now than when we were running East Nasty 2008. What do you credit that to? Like really like your past three years, like, I mean, kind of a, like really, not really a resurgence, but you just really had a lot of success in your running over the past three years. And again, seem to be, we, what are you, five days removed from a brand new PR in a marathon? Yes. Tell me, tell me all about it. <laughs> tell me how you kind of started discovering some of those things and then up to this new PR that okay. is insanely fast. And if you don't mention the time, I'm going to mention it when you're okay. done. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I think it started, I was thinking about this. I think it started, honestly, after my dad passed away. Oddly enough, I did not want to run. I think that part of the reason for that is, you know, I usually run with groups like East Nasty and Fleet Feet and Saturday Crews, but I think I didn't want to run because I didn't really want to be around people or at least people that knew me because I just didn't want to talk about all of that. And so I started going to uh, Shed Group Fitness, which is high intensity interval training. Mm -hmm. And I loved it because it is quite intense. <laughs> um, so it would boot camp oriented. Yeah, kind of right. like that. Yeah. And uh, it would take my mind off, you know, all the, the stresses and I didn't know anyone there. And so I could just kind of go in, do my thing, work out really hard. And what I discovered as I started adding running back in is because I had been doing so much strength training, running was easier. I was stronger. It felt better. And so I would, you know, I love to race. And so whether it was a 5K or a half marathon, I started being surprised by my times. And I thought, huh, the only thing I've changed is adding in strength. Maybe there really has been something to this all these years when I've heard that you should do it. And I just never did. And so I kept that up. And around that time, I decided I did want to give the marathon a go again. It had never been my favorite distance. I just thought, so I ran Indy in 2016. And I remember taking my own little, I had, I've always been self-coached until recently. And so I cobbled together my own little plan off of former Fleet Feet training plans that we had used for like Huntsville and Hal Higdon. And I put a lot of effort in because I thought, okay, I'm going to give this marathon one more shot. And if I qualify for Boston, then I guess I'll have to train for another one so I can actually run Boston. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be done with this marathon thing. And so I, I did it. I made it in. What did you run that year? That year, I ran a 3.29. What, and qualifying was 3.35? Is I that, think so. Right. Okay. So yes, yes. mission accomplished. Mission Qualified accomplished. for Boston. So you know you're well, there you go. I just at least I got another year of this in me from right there. Yeah. And yeah. and at that time too, it was one of those I finished the marathon. I was like, okay, good. I don't have to train for this anymore. Because right. part of it was I didn't really have a passion for the training yet. I still just enjoyed the distance part and wanted to kind of check a box. So I was very excited to go back to my more casual style of training and concentrating more on some of the shorter distances. But what I was kind of excited about at that time is I thought, huh, I wonder if I could actually go after some of these crazy goals I had set for myself years back, which were to break 130 and the half and to break 20 in the 5k. 
And I was pretty far from both of those at that time, but kept up the strength, started running a little more, ran. I did not achieve either of those before I actually ran Boston in 2018. I think I started chipping away at my half at least though. Mm -hmm. But before Boston in 2018, a friend of mine recommended a plan he had used, which is out of a book called Advanced Marathoning. And I thought, I am not an advanced marathoner. Yes. <laughs> but I was going to say sounds aggressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the lowest mileage plan that they had was up to 55 miles. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is probably going to leave me injured, but I'm going to give it a go. And so that was my first time truly following a plan every day of the week that it recommended. It included speed and long runs. And I ran Boston that year. It was the year of the crazy weather with... Desi got first. Oh, uh, yeah. Desi got fin- first. You, you finished just a little bit behind her. Just a little. Yeah. But dude, <laughs> that weather was terrible that it year. Was Wasn't that like sideways rain? Oh, like, it yeah. was nuts. And that's your first Boston? That was my first right. Boston. Yeah. So yeah. I had the best time. I was one of the few people that Best day. time loving the experience. I best time it. running or both. Just like it was both. like... It was I the, PR'd that day. Good night. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just, I loved it. The whole experience was awesome. I was really impressed by the spectators out there. There were so many people and all I could think about was this has got to be way worse for them Mm -hmm. standing out there in this weather. And what was also really cool is my brother and his family, they live in Tampa. They came too. And I saw them at the 10K along with my mom and Matthew and that just that was such a boost and i thought oh my gosh if they're out here supporting me i need to try and and do yeah. the best i can isn't it funny when you run in races how if you see somebody you know when you actually see them while you're running i mean what is it maybe 10 seconds that you're <laughs> oh, actually there yeah. but the thought of knowing you're going to see them a seeing them b and then the like thought of seeing them after it see like that it's crazy how helpful that is oh yeah for like little brief snippets that you can see them and you're like ah that was a legit boost it does it it really carries through for a while so that was quite the experience (laughs) so when was it that you decided so okay so you have these you have these goals of sub 130 half and then sub 25k have you achieved those Yes. You know it. When So after Boston 2018, you just kind of kept it going, kept up the shed, kept up the running. And when did those happen? Yeah. So after Boston 2018, I had thrown my hat into New York because I could actually get in with a half marathon. Oh, yeah. I had run a 131 in Ireland. Okay. Oh, the old Ireland half. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. That's right. I was in Ireland and I ran a half in 131. How could I forget? <laughs> All right. So there you go. You're yes. overseas. You run. A, and so so with a 131, you get an entry into New York City. Yes. So I had just made it in with a yeah my half marathon qualifying time. So I thought, I know New York is, you know, everyone talks about how great it is and it's really hard to get into. So since I have this opportunity, I might as well take it. And so that was for the fall of 2018. And that early summer, I guess, late spring, just before it was right around the time like PR bandits and all that would start up. My uh, good friend, Alex, he had been saying, you should come to Franklin and run out there with the group I run with. I think you'd really like the girls and 
they're all about your pace. And I was like, no, they're not. They are way faster. I was too intimidated. (laughs) Um, But we had somehow become friends on like Strava and stuff, even though I had only met one of them. And so I started to notice those early weeks that we were actually running around the same pace. So I thought, okay, I'll go give this a shot because I was kind of at the point in PR Bandits where I was in no man's land because everyone was either way faster than me or behind me a bit. And so I always found myself running alone. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, I'll go down to Franklin and and try this out. And I'll just try to hang with these girls until they get fit again. And then I'll go back (laughs) to doing my own thing. And I went out there and we all just hit it off and it clicked instantly. And so that summer I think was pretty pivotal because we we had this nice kind of what I call like a running nerd bond where we were all training for different races. Some people had coaches, some didn't, but we were sharing the good, the bad and the ugly and just articles and all kinds of stuff about different runners, you know, just all things running and it made it fun. It was a new source of accountability. Just like Mark Miller says, running is an individual sport best done in community. Yes. So getting to share it with others is is always a plus. Yeah. Yeah, And we still like refer to ourselves as a team, even though, you know, there's nothing official about it. What's the name of your team? Do you have a name? The Franklin? Franklin Roadrunners. Yeah. (laughs) FRR. FRR. (laughs) <laughs> so you got, you start running with them. So I started running with them and I started learning from them this concept of a long run workout. I had never heard of such a thing where people actually run hard paces in the middle of the long run. I thought the long run was hard supposed enough. To be slow, so, supposed to be easy. Yeah, slow, easy, I long run. I am from that school of thought. Anyway, continue. Yes. And so again, at this point, I'm still doing my own self-coaching, but now I'm starting to add in some of the things I'm learning from Uh, these FRRs (laughs) and their workouts. And I run New York and I had a pretty nice PR there. I uh, ran a 315. Yeah. And so my, my Boston time had been a 324, I think. Yeah. So you're just getting, you're going 329, 324, 315. You're trending in the right direction. Yes. Real quick. Which one did you enjoy more as far as the race itself, Boston or New York? Because you're on a, you're running both in the same year, right? I mean, I know oh, they're different. I did, yeah. yes. Boston. Yeah. New York was a lot of fun, and I love the different boroughs. That helps break it up. But, man, Central Park at the end just totally... <laughs> That's the real heartbreak hill right yeah. there. Oh well, people my. talk about, oh, Central Park, it's great. It's the right. I mean, I think that's what Christy Beth was saying. Like, the leaves are changing the color. I was like, F you, oh, Central Park. It was so hard. And I, yeah, I was trying to think, I was trying to stay positive. Yeah, I, I like, just like, yeah. It's it just, beautiful in here, it, but this is hard. It didn't go well for this And I guy. was cramping. And, oh, so I just wanted to be able to make it to the finish line. So Boston would be the so one. So Boston. So that's the, that's the two iconic marathons in the country right there. That's cool that you got to run them in the same year. In the year. same year. Yeah. yeah. So you PR there. That's about a year ago that you PR mm-hmm. there. And then you're like, all right, let's keep this trend going. Yeah. So it was after that, I thought, you know what? I think it's time to get a coach because clearly I'm taking this seriously enough on my own, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making good progress, but what could I do if I actually had someone who knew what they were doing that could tell me what to do? And so it just so happened that my friend Suzanne was also shopping coaches around the same time. And so we ended up going with the same coach, Lauren Flores. She's actually based out of California, who I had never met in person until 
recently. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Which was really neat. And so, yeah, uh, signed up with her and had a really great training block on the way to Boston. And she's one where... So did you sign up for her to run Boston 2019? Because you had qualified for it again. So when you mm-hmm. first got her as a coach... Boston 2019 was the goal race? Yes. Yeah. Since it was already, yeah, I already knew I was going to do it. So yeah, signed up with her and I'll never forget this. I remember telling her, yeah, I can only run five days a week. I really need two days off and saying all this stuff about mileage. And next thing I know, I'm running six days a week. And (laughs) she's like, right, right, right. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you pretend like like you have a say in this. And then I'm going to tell you what you're doing. But what was great and about her approach is I didn't even really realize it. It just suddenly the, I don't know, just the way she does it. It's really made running just part of my daily life and not necessarily something I feel like I have to do. I mean, sure. There's those days where I really don't want to go do my easy eight miles. We all have those, but for the most part, I didn't feel like I was training as hard as I was. Right. So, and I had, I, I could tell I was making a lot of gains during that time. I actually PR'd my half twice before Boston. I got the, I ran 129 at Tom King. And then a month later, 2019. Yes. I ran, a St. Patrick's Day half down on the Greenway on a Metro Center. And I ran a 128, but it was really a 127 something because I went off course by a lot. (laughs) I got lost. Uh. Man, you you were just (laughs) torching Nashville in in, uh, 2019. So you get your sub... Half uh, sub one thirty half PRs. What? Where did you get your sub? Oh, 20? I did get my sub twenty. So at uh, Tomato Fest. What before that New York? Course as hard as can be. I know. Yeah, I actually have a- Ashley. Two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen? Two thousand eighteen. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm getting all my years. This confused. year was. Uh, so I ran New this York year, in eighteen. East Tomato Fest was on the I did, sun. Yes, I did not break twenty this year. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, that was hot. It was hot. But yeah, so the year before. And that's where what we were talking about earlier, where you'll you'll surprise yourself occasionally. And so I had just made the final turn where you have to run uphill, mm-hmm. good old tomato 5K to the finish. And I was struggling and I was in third at that moment, third female overall. And so I was just trying to hang on. And then here comes Ashley Evans, <laughs> feeling oh, good, looking strong. And she passes me. And I thought, you know what? I am so tired of always being fourth overall. And I just went for it. And I was able to catch her and ended up getting third. But because I pushed it in extra hard, I came in just a few seconds under 20. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's awesome. It was awesome. You are. So would you, if you had to pick just two things, and it sounds like there's a lot, if you had to pick two that has been the reason that you have gotten faster as a runner, what's the two you'd pick that just like, again, I mean... I said it as a joke, but it is true. Most runners do, after a certain point in time, start going the opposite direction when it comes to speed. Like you really, you know, all of our friends, Hugh Mundy, Scott Bell, Mark Miller, you know, all of them will say, man, you see how fast Margaret is now? And then a couple of like, what happened to you? <laughs> They're like, didn't you and Margaret used to run together all the time? I was like, we did. But yeah, so oh, like, what, what would you what Okay, would I'm going to give you three. Perfect. Even better. Because I think they're all important. 
So the first is strength. I do think that makes a huge difference. It, I mean, you need to be stronger to run faster and longer, and it also helps prevent injuries. So that's a big one. I think the other one was finding a love for the training. I think when training doesn't feel like work, you get more out of it. You're willing to put more into it. And that's one thing I discovered is that I really love the training. I still wasn't so sure about that old marathon race itself, but I could train all day long for it. Right. And then third, I think a coach. Yeah. That's been really big. Yeah, man. Well, it's awesome. I mean, it's just neat to watch the success. And you have now PR'd in the marathon again. This past Saturday, you ran the Indy Marathon in what time? 3.01.36. Man. <laughs> well, I for all believe. of you uh, math majors out there, I'm going to tell you what pace that is because I looked it up. That is a 6.56 mile, 26 of them in a row. Sub seven minute marathon, Margaret. That it's crazy. Crazy it's cra- fast. I still can't believe it. <laughs> Something to be proud of, man. I'm it's clearly a, clearly a result of the work you've put in. So congratulations on that. That's, that's awesome. So looking back on your 12 year running career, what would you say is your favorite race or races you've mm-hmm. participated in? And then maybe what would you consider a crown achievement slash highlight of your running career? Well, I have to say my favorite local race is the Boulevard Bolt, which is coming up very soon. You know, that's just Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Me too. Oh. <laughs> and Love. that race is just so great because it yeah. brings out everyone, whether they're running, walking, you just, you see like half of Nashville. Right. Well, at, by the time this airs, Boulevard Bolt will be in the rearview mirror. So if you <gasps> didn't run it. Oh, I'm running, running it. Five, yeah, missed out. We're running it. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's your favorite race. That's, that's my favorite race. Right? Yeah. I do love Boston a lot too. Yeah. That one's got a special place in my heart as well. But yeah, local Well, most race. runners around the country, Margaret, will say that their two favorite are in fact the Boulevard Bowl and Boston Marathon. <laughs> those, I would think those are the two. So you're you're in good company. There. Yes. Yeah. The different distances, <laughs> but still both have a lot of clout. Yes. So those are your two favorite races. And then what about what's some, what, you know, what do you feel like are some highlights or just something that's your crown achievements? I think I have to say my crown achievement is Indy. And for a few, it's not just for the time. Six days ago. Six days ago. Yeah. Yes. Well, and Boston 2018 in the weather for a similar reason. So the main reason is that I really enjoyed it. First and foremost, I had fun. I smiled mostly the whole time. (laughs) And I just, I tried to stay positive and grateful um, when things are getting hard and running, whether it's a training run or a race, I really try to remember that you know, this is something I do for fun and something I shouldn't take for granted because I probably won't be able to do it forever and anything can happen and we may not be able to do it. And so I just try to be really grateful and appreciative to even be there. And so Indy was really special because I had a team of other ladies who I had trained 20 weeks with, but all online. And so we had only just met the day before, but you, one uh, woman's husband described it best that we seemed like sorority sisters who hadn't seen each other in 20 years. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, super cool. Yeah, we had this bond. And so, and we truly all worked together and we had our own pace buddies within our big group, but we stayed together most of us in the group passed the halfway mark, which is pretty awesome. And then I stayed with one of my pace buddies through 20 miles. Yeah, And so it was just really neat to 
not have to, to share that. Yeah, one. you get to share it and it takes the focus off of you. I think that's half the battle in a marathon. If you can focus on anything other than you in that moment, it makes it easier and right. the miles go by faster. And so, yeah, and I, I wanted to finish strong and try to push myself as hard as I could. And I truly feel like I did that. And I, I did finish strong. And while our group had been training for a sub three, no part about me at all is disappointed for not hitting it. I mean, I was just beyond thrilled you, that you I were ran within what seventy seconds of it. Oh, that's it was, still yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really really fast. So it was it was just a really cool experience throughout the training block, and then to have the race truly celebrate that it was really special and one I will probably always cherish. Yeah, no doubt, man. So when like that just made me think. So you you've just run the fastest marathon you've ever run in your life. You ran twenty six miles, all under seven minutes. Did you have any? Were you able to kind of feel good like when you're getting to like 21, 22, 23 and you're still knocking out these sub seven minute miles? Like, were you still in a pretty good headspace, A, physical space, B? Yeah. So that's one thing this training block I really focused on was the mental side. I mean, our brains are amazing. If you can learn how to control your mind, you can do so much. And so I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts about it. And our coach had even set us up with a mental training course that I took as well. And I think that really helped. And a lot of that was instead of letting myself when it got hard or painful, I just wouldn't even let myself think about that. I was trying to think on the way here, when did it start to hurt? And I think I did such a good job tricking myself that nothing was actually hurting that <laughs> I don't really recall, but it was probably around mile 20. I started slowing down, that's for sure. And I just took a mind frame of, you know, I'd look at my watch and I knew I was going slower, but instead of freaking out about it or being like, oh, I'm, you know, going to miss my goal. Why should I even try? I just kept thinking, keep fighting, you know, it's going through all these mantras, keep fighting, be brave like Gabe, Gabe, Gabe oh, Goonrod. Sure. Oh my gosh. And Justin Grunewald was there oh, seeing her friend to go sub three. Yeah. And I got to run with them for a little bit in those last hard miles in the twenties. I don't remember where it was, but I thought this is, I had a little fangirl moment first. And then I was really just trying to, you know, think about Gabe and, and all sure. that she did and stay strong, but I could not hold on to their pain. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, those last few miles, I just, I really, I just tried to stay positive and work as hard as I could and know that, you know, that, that finish line was going to come up and yeah, just to keep working through it. That's awesome. So. I got to meet Gabe uh, at Brooks headquarters uh, a couple of years ago. She was super cool, man. Just, just, just war, happiness and strength. That's cool, man. I didn't know that you had, that had happened, man. That, that's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, man. And congrats again, Margaret, Thanks. on just your your success in running. I now will celebrate your successes like they're my own. <laughs> you should. Because I was there when it first got started <laughs> and we have the same last name. So that's right. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple stories. Again, I got two of them that really jump out from you and I running together back in the day. <laughs> the first one is 
country music half marathon. I don't remember the year. I do know it's the year that we were both wearing our gray shirts with East Nasty and Yellow. Um, someone took a picture of us about maybe like mile three and literally your left hand oh, and my left hand yeah. is up. My right foot is on the ground. Your right foot is on the ground. Like we are in unison. Perfectly. Where they, where they that is, this I so, love that picture. So if that's not two people that were born to run together, yes. that photo proves it. <laughs> Shortly thereafter, I mean, it's a 13 mile race, Margaret. And I think it's like mile five. The wheels fall off of Drew Jones's car. Yes, they did. And I like, I remember like, we know that you're not supposed to run fast at the start you're supposed to ease into it get in a groove and then run fast at the end i don't know what happened that we just start running basically like a bat out of hell about mile we get basically i think to belmont and we're just like go time feel good great weather let's go (laughs) well you handled it fine i didn't what do you remember about what happened when (laughs) the wheels came off oh i remember this so well so you start freaking out and you're like margaret margaret i think I'm wearing too much compression. I think I just have too much compression. Like, what? In my crazy brain, I feared that the, I thought that the only thing that I was doing, I was wearing calf sleeves, arm sleeves, and like a headband. And I'm like, I'm wearing too much. Like, it's going to my head. (laughs) I squeezed all the blood in my body into my head. And what freaked me out the most is, is we round the corner again, like to come back up Battlefield. This is back when you head back up Belmont. And we see Mary Tom Vandercook, MTV, who I have seen every Wednesday prior for like two years, who I know super well. And she sees us and waves us hello. Can't remember her name. I'm like, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I don't know what's going on. I've got all this blood in my brain. I know that lady. I can't remember her brain. I can't remember her name. Game over. You're like, I have to take some of this off. Just go. Just go. (laughs) Just go. Just go. I got to take off this compression and revisit my life. So the only thing I remember is I literally walked for probably five or 10 minutes. I I started listening to music and the first song that came on was like a Metallica go-to song for whom the bell tolls something. And it basically got me in a groove where I started running again. But I had my my running career was over. All the blood was in my head. I was afraid it was going to come out of my ears. And it took me like five minutes to just gather myself and then got back into it. But that was a highlight for sure. Yeah, you only came in like a minute behind. Me, so you well, you I had to, well. I had to find a good myself rebound down in uh, somewhere in the the hills of Belmont. Oh, so the other uh, the other one is 2010 Huntsville Marathon. A couple of factors <laughs> leading up to that marathon. It's your first marathon ever, first right? It's my ever. second. My first marathon didn't go particularly well. So we did a ton of training runs, especially our long runs. You, me, Travis Millsaps, Jared Reynolds ran with us in that race. We, mm-hmm. we ran a lot together and we were we actually ran in the race together. Well, 48 hours beforehand, before the race is scheduled to start, you call me <laughs> either from the emergency room or you had just gotten out of like, you're like, I'm in the IR or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. So, well, let's back it up a little bit. So, uh, I think it was a, the race must have been on a Saturday or Saturday something. Saturday morning, yep. And so... Thursday night, there was a group of us that were all supposed to go to Melrose, now ML Rose. Right. And I call you and I'm like, hey, Drew, I almost passed out in the shower. I'm not going to make it. Like something's kind of weird. And you go, Margaret, I'm nervous too. Just come down here. <laughs> and 
I will never forget. I was I'm like, like, oh, I know, Margaret. I'm nervous too. You'll be oh. okay. Come on down. <laughs> on the phone, I'm like, finger. <laughs> oh, like, Drew, I am not nervous. So I did not go. You like literally went to the hospital. Yeah. So just a maybe an hour or two later, it was very clear I was very ill. Some kind of bug or virus or something could not keep anything down. Knew I had to run this marathon. Knew we were leaving the next day. So yeah, I went to the emergency room <laughs> and they had to what? give me fluids. And yeah, that's when I called you because yeah. I needed to leave a little later. You're like, hey, I need to leave <laughs> a little bit later for our marathon, which by the way is tomorrow because I'm <laughs> in the IR. Ugh. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So we go to Huntsville, we get down there and the race is the next morning. We stay in the same hotel room, separate beds. <laughs> got the same last name, several bets. And literally, um, you have had a pretty rough 24 hours leading up to that. I never sleep for shit leading up to races. You admit that neither do you. I was like, all right, well, we'll just sit up and shoot the breeze all night. <laughs> so I literally say to you, I just remind you, I was like, oh, Margaret, I was like, I, I know I'm not going to sleep tonight. So, you know, whatever. What do you want to talk about? You reply with... <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I never do either. And then I say something else. And what's your reply 20 seconds later? Snoring. Out. <laughs> Out like drought. Literally another 20. You're like, oh, my God, neither do I. I can't sleep at all. And I'm like, yeah, man. What, what do you think the weather's going to be like tomorrow? <laughs> Done. For the next seven and a half hours, oh. you're literally out. And I was staring at the ceiling. I was like, you are a model tenant. <laughs> so we ran that race together, right? We, we were together all the way through like 20 miles. And yeah. then I think you stopped off to maybe use the bathroom. I'm not sure what really occurred. But that was your first marathon. That's a good race, man. We literally, the race started in front of the hotel we were staying in. No. And then finished in the parking lot behind the hotel. Like logistically, that's the greatest race ever. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. They yeah. come over. I the mean, the logistics were great. Yeah. My race, not so much. Well, that was <laughs> you. As we have noted, you have gone on to much yes. uh, higher, uh, higher achievements where that was actually my PR that day. That's oh. literally the fastest marathon I've ever run Still? in my life. Yep. Oh, yay. I'm glad I was there for your PR. Well, me too, Margaret. Thanks for helping me get such a good night's sleep the night before. You're a delight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just saw another two. We ran that. That was super fun when we ran that relay race in Birmingham. Oh, that yeah. was super fun. You were working at Fleet Feet then, right? Yeah, yeah. and Jen. And yeah, yeah, yeah that no was doubt. really fun. No doubt. That's cool. That's uh, You run the Mercedes Marathon, one. but we ran it as a team yes. of five. And, um, yeah, that was cool. So you, uh, we, we have run together, we've worked together. We've got the same last name. I mean, we've, we've been a part of each other's lives. You had a wonderful yeah. wedding recently. Thank you. That was a super cool venue and super fun. Five days after you got married, I was the officiant for our friend Graham Stoner's wedding. So while I was super excited to be there and celebrate you and Matthew getting married, spend time with your lovely mother, Jackie Jones, who I'm a huge fan of, I was actually there studying, Margaret. <laughs> the whole time the vows were going on, I was following Matt up there uh, doing the wedding ceremony and really just taking notes, mental notes, if you will. But yes. that was an awesome wedding, man. That was super, super <laughs> fun and uh, a lot of good looking people at that wedding, especially the bride and groom. <laughs> you guys were great. So let's wrap this up, at least on the Nashville running side. Describe to me what would be your perfect run in Nashville. Where are you running? Maybe who are you running with? What time of day? What's the temperature? Like, Describe an ideal run in Music City for Margaret Jones. Yes. So 
For sure, hands down the grassland route. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt, Moran Road. Moran Road. Ran there last weekend. Oh, really? Oh, I love it. So it would be that route right around sunrise, because there tends to be, especially early on in that run, a little section where you're kind of in a valley, and so fog collects over the horse farms, and it's just super, super pretty. And so, and you know, rolling hills, uh, temperature would probably be around 50 degrees. Yeah. I'd be with my FRRs and my East Nasties. Yeah, man. <laughs> you got a wide net of people you can yeah. run with. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about Nashville. You were born and raised in Music City. Born right? and raised. Lived one of the your... few these days. Yeah, man. Yeah. Lived here your whole life, except you moved away for... College. You went where? Miami. Miami U. U? Yes. How did, you get, how did you choose Miami? Miami. For... Well, I wanted to... I wanted to get out of Tennessee entirely and I wanted to go somewhere that offered like every major you could possibly think of, including photography. Cause at the time I thought I wanted to be a photographer yes. and I also wanted there to be a really diverse student population. Um, cause growing up here, I went to school with a lot of people that looked like me and had a similar background and I just wanted to mix it up, mix it up. Yeah. yeah and, and that I did. <laughs> yes. Did you know anybody there? Or did you go like with a friend, anybody, or did you just no, solo not South to Florida? School, but I do have some family in South Florida. Um, have an aunt, uncle in Miami, and then a couple uncles in the Orlando area. So that's cool. So you went there, graduated, and then did you come back to Nashville immediately? Not immediately. I stayed in Miami for a year and worked at an ad agency there. And then that's when I realized that Miami out of the school bubble is a bit different, a bit more stressful of a place to live, especially having come from Nashville. I mean, I'd be in the grocery store and people are like cutting you off in the aisles with their with carts. And I was just like, night. I can't do this. And then Christmas was always depressing for me because the like Win Dixie where I went grocery shopping is where you would buy your Christmas tree and I don't know. Not, the not lights a lot on of the palm trees fever. are just not the same. Right. <laughs> so funny. yeah, I stayed I stuck it out for a year and then I moved back here. What year did you come back to Nashville? Two thousand seven. Right. So pre Nashville running. Yeah, getting going. So what what would you consider oh, yeah. the most Nashville thing about you? So I think it's probably certain phrases I say. So for example, if you have a child at a school, the line that you drop off and pick up your kid, I refer to as a hookup line. <laughs> <laughs> that means something different, I bet, in other parts of the country. There's a line where you can hook up? Yeah. Where is that line? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, apparently that's not what other places call it. They call it like the pickup line. <laughs> okay. What's another one? Another one is, so... Say you had like a piece of cake that you were going to eat later or something. I might refer to you as saving it to eat on it later. <laughs> eat on it. <laughs> you going to eat on that cake gonna later? Eat you're going to get... eat on that? I might eat on that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And I hate to admit this, but I do say fixing too. Oh, yeah. I saw, man, I probably... So I go into high school in Ohio. I don't feel like I have a Southern accent, but if, if we go anywhere, like if you go anywhere outside of this city, like people pick up on it, like in a word, they can literally yeah. pick up on a Southern accent in a word. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really have too much of one unless I've had a few sips of alcohol. Oh, then, <laughs> then Southern Margaret comes oh, oh, barreling through the doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Well, you never drank ever, so that's never worry about. <laughs> I, oh man, you had such a great 40th birthday party. 
Is that right? I'm not 40. <laughs> I didn't mean 40. I meant 30. I meant your surprise oh. birthday party. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was. Was that your That mom? was 35th. That was 35? Or four. I don't know. One oh, of those. No. It was super fun. That was fun. that my mom threw, right? Yes, yes. 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 Your yes. mom was more excited about it than you were, actually. But that was like a legit <laughs> surprise, man. You had no idea. No idea. I and then we there was, uh, what's the thing? A pinata at the oh, above yeah. a pool at the, the end of it? The creepy pinata. Yeah. yeah. 40th birthday party. I was just making sure you're listening, Joner. <laughs> Happy 29th year oh, on this earth. Thank you. I just knew it was significant. It was a surprise. That's what it was. That we was, had to park in some place different and get like a shuttle to your birthday party. Yeah, That's it's because she lives it way up on that hill. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's a fun one. All right. So what's your favorite part about living in Nashville? I mean, it's a different city now than when you were <gasps> I, yeah, growing up. What's your favorite part about it? You know, I one of my favorite parts that luckily has not changed is we have places like Percy and Edwin Warner Park and Radnor Lake. I mean just outside downtown and that is not something that many other cities have i mean yes new york has central park but we have these huge parks where you can get in some serious mileage or good hikes just right there right there no doubt how far did you grow up close to like is that your mom's house yeah yeah, you're right there man yeah that's where you grew up that's where i grew up man you could (laughs) run out the front yard and be in radnor and i know it's awesome so let's try this out if you were mayor of nashville margaret what's the first thing you would change oh gosh man this is where being such a growing changing city i feel like there's a lot right now But one thing that has always, I think, plagued our city is the public school system. It has never been strong. And so I think as we grow and have more people here, that's something that we need to get a handle on. Are you a music fan? Yes. What is the best concert you have ever seen in Nashville? Oh, gosh. There's been so many good ones. But one I think that comes to mind immediately is Flaming Lips at the Ryman. Holy cow. That concert was great. It was great. And I never forget the first time I ever saw them was actually with you and Rod at Bonnaroo. I've got a great picture from that show of just like like pointing like the camera up and just like stuff everywhere in the air. Yeah. So do you listen to music when you run? No, I listen to podcasts. Yes. Like this one. There you go. Have you listened to Running the 615 on a run? I have. Holy cow. You're the one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I heard that somebody had done that once. That's awesome. Yeah, I either listen to running podcasts such as this one or like murder mysteries. Well, anything to <laughs> occupy the brain. We, we have Scott Bell coming up uh, pretty soon. His podcast is like a murder mystery. So you'll get uh, you'll get some uh, entertainment there. Though. No doubt. Um, so let's say this. Let's say you and your your newlywed Matt are going to see a concert tomorrow night at the Rhyme and you get to go see anybody you want. Who are you going to see? Man. So I think I either want to see like the Lumineers or local natives, someone like that. Um, Because I just love that kind of style of music. Or someone like Lady Gaga that just has, you know, a ridiculous voice and could just 
also be creative in that space. Well, if that happens, I think there'll be a mad rush for tickets. Any, <laughs> uh, yeah. any of those three are, are all really strong. All right, Margaret, are you ready for running the 615 speed sessions? Oh, yes. You I'm have, so excited. You have crushed speed sessions in real <laughs> life out on the track. This is a slightly altered version. Do you know the fastest mile you've ever run in your life? I think it was a 550 at speed session. Yeah, sub six. What's up? Yeah. That's crazy fast. I bet you could run sub six I, right now. Yeah. You just ran 26 sub sevens <laughs> in a row. You can, yeah, you, I think you need to try to do a fast mile in 2020 and see what, see what, see what you can, so you can do again. I am uh, vicariously living through you now. So I want to have a reason to celebrate your fast time. So just, but if I can do it, you can do new things. All the only thing similar about us anymore, Margaret is we have the same last name. That's it. Like that's (laughs) it. Everything else you do better and faster than me. But again, I'm happy for you. Grab your phone there. We got to do a little, we're going to try to time this just to see. I don't even know why we time this. It's just a conversation piece. You take all the time you want. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay, and start. Roads or trails? Roads. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Country, hip-hop, or rock and roll? Rock and roll. Favorite Nashville restaurant? Ooh, uh, rose pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee, tea, soda, water, or alcohol? Coffee. Love it? Coffee every day? Lattes. What's your favorite alcoholic drink? Alcoholic drink? Probably an IPA or a nice glass of wine. Yeah, all right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Two dogs. What are their names? Hudson and Kinsey. Man, they're popular dogs. Those and then dogs, Raja the horse. That's right. Oh, you, got, you have a horse too. You, those dogs are fairly popular in Nashville. Yes. They, they're around a lot. Are you a talker or a listener? Listener. You are? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. You're a good listener. Uh, beach or mountains? Ooh. Beach. Beach. What annoys you? Uh, people who are mean or judgy. <laughs> I love, I think the question just annoyed you. <laughs> What annoys you? Oh, God. I, I thought you were just going to say people and leave it at that. What annoys you? Oh, God. People. people the worst. So, okay. Mean, judgy people. That's what you said? That's yeah. What you, okay. Yeah. That, that, that people is just need to be nice. That's true. Nice. Kindness. Yeah. Favorite condiment? Oh, God. None. No condiments? Ew. No. Nothing. Nothing. Hot dog plain? Yes. What? I mean, I'll put some chili on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> were you born in Russia? You have to like something. French fries with ketchup? Ew. No. no the thing anti- is, I, I don't like vinegar and vinegar is in all of those things. So anti-condiments. That anti-condiments. is a running the 615 Ooh. first. Congratulations. Ooh. All right. So uh, favorite cookie? Ooh, chocolate chip. Favorite candy? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'll eat candy, but I'm not really candy. I just wanted to give you two because you didn't have one for a condiment. So we'll just say chocolate chip cookie. We'll okay. that. Favorite sports team? Uh, the Preds. Nashville Preds. All right. What is your dream vacation spot? Ooh, anywhere. Anywhere else? I just love traveling. You just went on a honeymoon. Where was your honeymoon? Mauritius. Yes. And that was pretty awesome. I would go back. Okay. It's really far away, but it was worth it. How long of a plane flight is that? Uh, It was about, I think, 33 or 36 hours worth of travel total. Round trip. So Nashville, Boston, Boston to Dubai, Dubai, Mauritius. Wow. That is, but it was worth it. It was totally. awesome. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, who is your celebrity crush? Mm, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, good. <laughs> Favorite TV show or movie of all time? Friends. Good. 
Uh, I thought you were. I'm glad you approved. Yeah, yep, good. Okay. What's your favorite movie? I almost said Dateline. My favorite movie. Dateline. Favorite TV show? Straight murder mystery. You I love just, a good You enjoy mystery. a good murder, basically, Joder. Oh. Favorite movie. For someone who wants Gosh, to do something know. about crime, you sure love a murder. That's right. Now. That's right. Gosh, there's a lot of movies. I'm blinking. All I can think of right now is The Lion King. That's all right. All right. Good one. That's why I ask. I just wanted to stuff you. Uh, best way to recover after a long run or race? Epsom salt bath with a latte in hand. There you go. That's better than an ice bath? More, more comfortable, I guess? Yes. Um, what are you afraid of? Uh, clowns and heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best with heights. I think I already said that. Those two, that's a pre- those are pretty common one. That's good. Just don't like clowns at all. They are so freaky. What if you ha- saw a clown with a thing of ketchup in one hand and mustard in the other? Oh, that- <laughs> oh my god, the worst. Oh, the worst for sure. <laughs> I'd run around screaming. Watch or no watch? Watch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> best part of living in Nashville? Kind of already covered it. Yeah. Everything. Oh, I lo- yeah, the nature. I yeah. guess, the runnability gotcha. and how the whole community really embraces running. I yes, think. good running community here for sure. Airplane or road trip? Airplane. What do you want to do before you die? Have Start a family. Yeah, good. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Uh, breakfast. Yes. <laughs> what makes you happy? Everything. I, my friends, family, running, my animals. Life. Life. Uh, I, yeah, I really enjoy life. Person. That's good. All of those are great. What has running taught you? Running has taught me that I am a lot more tough than I ever gave gave myself credit for and that I can do more than I thought I could. Yeah. Awesome. What is the misconception about you? That you're not tough? (laughs) I'm weak. Weak. (laughs) Probably that I run fast all the time. Yeah. And I don't. I run slow. That's good. Well, I have a feeling that your slow is actually probably fast, but still a good answer. <laughs> favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Favorite race on your favorite holiday? Boulevard Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> that is a great race. Who would be the best actor to play you in a movie about your life? Whoa. I'm trying to think of ac- actresses. I know. It Who's just a came. Cool actress? Sandra Bullock just okay. came to me. Like yeah. <laughs> got a little Sandra Bullock look she's to you. Cool. And she's fun and cool. There you go. There you go. Is there anything that you feel people get wrong in life? Things that people do or things that people think that you're like, no, that's actually not it. <laughs> um, well, I think that it kind of goes back to the judgy thing. And I don't know if it's with social media and all that, but I just feel like people have all these opinions and they just don't take time to get to actually know people. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. There you go. Uh, who inspires you? Oh, so many people. So if it's running related, um, obviously a lot of the elites like Meb and everybody, uh, but also all my friends uh, that are able to juggle children and careers and running and and they keep improving as well as they age. Jackie Jones. Oh, gosh. Jackie she's, Jones inspires you know, me. I love she's her. She's amazing. She's just traveling and, and living life and doing Your her thing. Your mom is so fun, She's awesome. Man. You, got some, you got some good ones. Do you have a favorite book or a favorite quote? Ooh. Oh, so many good books. Uh, right now, all I can think about is Dina Castor's Let Your Mind Run. And I'm reading Ryan Hall's book right now that's really good. Is it about running or strength Run, training? Yeah, Run the Mile You're In. Okay. Yeah, it's good. 
and he is now a bodybuilder. He's 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 going. I full met strength. him. Yeah, I met him recently. After, bodybuilder recently. or a runner? Which version of Ryan Hall did you meet? Bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. He is he is strong. Yeah, now. it was recent. What piece of advice would you give your younger self? Ooh, that's a good one. Probably not to take life too seriously, but you know, just enjoy it because there's going to be good and bad along the way, and just enjoy the ride. Live, live your life. Yeah, yeah. I think you do a good job of that now. Thanks. Maybe you weren't before I knew you. Maybe you're you're a little bit, too little bit, little bit uh, too stressed. But now, now <laughs> you're living life and smiling, so that's good. Uh, do you have anything that you consider like a biggest uh, challenge in your life? I think it's the busyness of life. Um, my job is really busy. I obviously run a lot. I have my horse and friends. And so I think the challenge is trying to find a way to juggle all of that, but to be present, fully present in whatever I'm doing. Right. You work at Vanderbilt University, correct? Vanderbilt yeah. Hospital. Yeah. That is a stone's throw from the running 615 studio that we're currently sitting in. If you ever want to swing by and use the bathroom on a run. <laughs> You're welcome to do so. Yeah. Is it better to be physically tough or mentally tough? Mentally. Man, that's true. But you're so physically, (laughs) you're so physically strong now. I was hoping you were going to be the one to say physically tough. You've been going to shred. Oh God, you're faster. You were going to be the one, Jonah, to say physically tough. But no, mental. All right, that's true. What is your favorite race distance? Oh man. I can't believe I am about to say this, but right now it is the freaking marathon. Wow. I can't, I still cannot believe it. From a I'm girl who that. wanted to run Indy just so she could be done with the marathon. <laughs> that's now your favorite distance. There you go. That's proof, people, it that is. something's. It can change. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like running in the hot or running in the cold? Well, cold, but cold. I like training in the summer better because of the light. True. Yep. But yeah, I definitely like when it's colder. Um, hugs, high fives, or fist bumps. I mean, all of them. You'll take them all? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. What is a personal fitness goal for you in the year 2020? Ooh, well, I would like to see if I can chip away at that good old marathon time. I'd like to, actually, I'd like to chip away at my half and my 5K as well. I'm, a, I'm still weak on my... Uh, speed. Just so. keep getting faster. Well, I just said we yeah. got to get a fast mile out there. That's so right. That's right. I just put that one <laughs> uh, in front of you. What is the meaning of life, Margaret? Oh. Purpose of life, meaning of life to you? To me, I think it's to give back in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Give back to the world we live in. That's right. Well, you give a lot of smiles back to uh, to this world and, and, <laughs> and everyone who knows you. You're just, you've always been one of my favorite people. You have an awesome laugh. I love it. It's it's always uh, prevalent when I'm around <laughs> you because I feel myself eagerly wanting to talk more trash because you're <laughs> you're in my presence. But uh, man, Margaret, you're a great friend and somebody who I've just loved running with and getting to know better over the years and super proud of you for the past uh, you know, three years in your running career and just happy for you and your new marriage. Big Matt Drews fan. That guy's smiling all the time like <laughs> you. Yeah, Margaret, I just I appreciate you coming on this podcast, but uh, more than anything, I just appreciate you being such a you know positive person uh, in my life and somebody Aww, that I'm thank you, Drew, glad likewise. I get to see on the reg. Woo! 
So good luck in 2020 and the running. Uh, you just keep meeting goals and we'll keep having you on the podcast to tell us about them. And um, maybe, just maybe, you'll think about slowing down and running with your old friend Drew back in the <laughs> nine minute mile category one day. If you're just ever needing to just slow it down for a bit, uh, I'll be waiting for you if you, if you want to run again. This is a lot of fun. All right. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Drew.